The following has been recorded at Cairn University. Any reproduction of this recording without the express permission of the university is prohibited. It's my pleasure uh, to be here with you today to introduce the Global Mission Week, something that I really appreciate that uh, Student Life gives me the opportunity to do. And you know that Second Peter says that God has provided for us everything that pertains to life and godliness. I'm really thankful to be here for another reason. Uh, the last 10 days have been really interesting for me. Uh, last week I had heart surgery, successful heart surgery. And uh, this week they made a, yep, God provides. So this week they changed, uh, made a major change to my chemotherapy and that went successfully. So I just wanted to give a testimony that God does provide for us everything pertaining to life and godliness and he provides for our daily needs. And he's provided the opportunity for me to be here uh, with you today. And so I'm thankful for that. I do oversee the Global Mission Committee. It's uh, made up of a number of represent representatives from the faculty and staff and students. Um, one of the uh, committee members you know well, Stephanie Bernardus, she oversees our overseas mission teams and has been doing a great job getting our teams uh, ready and prepared to go. There's a student represent, uh, representative on the Global Mission Committee, Casey Hanslick. She is the new president of the Student Missionary F uh, Fellowship. We have professor representation and Professor Gusto Gustozo and Severns. Uh, we have some new members to the committee this year, uh, Carolyn and Guy Eshelman. They oversee ministry to our international students, yes? Give it up for the Eshelmans. <clears throat> they oversee our ministry to MK, TCK, and international students, and they've been just a wonderful addition to uh, the Cairn University family. And then we also have a member of the Board of Trustees and alum, uh, Ms. Liz Givens, who participates in the Global Mission Committee. And uh, our charge is to oversee all things missions here at the university. Uh, one of those is the Global Mission Week, and next week we devote uh, a week to that. And let me just take uh, some time to talk about why in the world we do this. Well, so much of what we do here at the university, and rightfully so, is driven by the Cairn mission statement. Uh, we talk about it frequently amongst the faculty and staff and students. It's posted on the walls here all throughout the university. And the part of the mission statement that the Global Mission Week attends to uh, fulfill and realize is the statement that Cairn exists to educate students to serve Christ in the church, society, and the world. Now, there's something you have to understand about this statement, as uh, Dr. Williams wrote this uh, so many uh, years ago. The interpretation of this statement in the uh, mission statement is not that we educate you to serve Christ in the church or society or the world. It's the church, the society, and the world as one bundle, you might say. That is, we want you, we want you to move from Cairn University when you walk across the stage at commencement to be wholly committed to serve Jesus Christ with your lives. You have not been called there is no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. Amen. 
but we have all been called and set free from ourselves to serve the living and resurrected Jesus Christ. And our hope and prayer that as you study here at Cairn University, you feel that call in your life, your own personal mission to serve Christ and to give your life to him. And we want you to love the church and to be a church member and to be a blessing and a contributor to the work of your local church. We want you to leave here as serving Christ, as good citizens in our uh, country and in your local communities. And we want you to become world Christians. And let me explain just a minute what I mean by a world Christian. Most of you, the majority of you, will spend your whole lives here in the United States, most likely serving the Lord and doing his will. But a world Christian is one who has the same heart of God, and we're reminded of this in the Gospel of John, where John tells us that God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. God loves the world. And we want to have the same heart for the world that God has. Being a world Christian may be working here in Langhorne or Philadelphia or somewhere in the United States. But what it means to be a world Christian is that you have your heart and your sights set on the good news being shared, that, uh, that freedom that we sung about uh, previously that comes from having no condemnation, that we would want the world, the citizens of the world, the people of the world to have the opportunity to hear the good news that they might be set free and enjoy the freedom from condemnation that only the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ can do. So the reason why we have a Global Mission Week is that we wanted to set aside at least one week to take some time to focus in on this aspect of the mission statement and hopefully make a contribution in your life so that you become more and more of a world Christian. And it's always our prayer uh, in our uh, Global Mission Committee, it is always our prayer that some of you will receive the Lord's leading, that you would give your life to go somewhere and to serve the Lord in another culture, in another place. And so we're always praying that God would raise up a new generation of faithful Christians who want to serve Christ by giving their lives to serve in another place abroad. So that's the reason why we do this. This week's uh, next week's theme is impacting your world. As followers of Jesus Christ, we are called to be salt and light wherever he places us. Our world changes in the season and circumstances of your lives. So you can be a world Christian wherever you are. First of all, your world is your place of work. It's your world here is Cairn University if you're living on campus or commuting your world will be the place where you'll work in your vocation. And we want you to, be, to serve Christ effectively in those contexts. At the same time, the world, like I said, is a much bigger place, and we want you to have the heart of God that loves the world. The mandate that Christ gives us remains the same, to love our God, to love our church, and to love 
the world around us. So next week's mission theme ties really nicely into uh, the, the mission statement of the university, and we're very excited about um, what's going to take place next week. Now, we do have a keynote speaker. <clears throat> it's Ms. I Isabel Lee. And uh, just for your information, there is a chapel on Wednesday here. So we have chapel Monday, Wednesday, Friday of uh, next week. You can see from the slide here that Ms. Lee has, uh, excuse me, has formal biblical training at Washington Bible College and Columbia International. Uh, I love her. Uh, I love her theme verse. This is from the passage that Adam just read, and what it says about her is that she's committed both to evangelization and edification. The two major works of the local church is to evangelize and to edify. And this theme verse or her goal verse of her life comes from Colossians 1.28. We just read it. We proclaim him admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone perfect in Christ. And our prayer is that she will have that ministry with you next week. Well, why, why Isabel Lee? What makes her so special? She was highly recommended by members of the Global Mission Committee. And you can see from this slide here is that she's, she has virtually served in every part of the world. <clears throat> you can see it Taiwan and China, Ukraine, Serbia, uh, Egypt, Korea, India, Lebanon, Jordan, Macedonia. So she comes to us with a wealth of international experience doing the two things that I just mentioned, evangelization and edification. So I think it's a real treat for us to have Miss Lee uh, coming to us next week and speak to us about impacting your world here, uh, here and abroad. Now, besides the chapels Monday, Wednesday, and Friday next week, uh, if you've been around here for a few years, you'll notice that during your classes next week, we're going to have mission representatives uh, in your classes to share their understanding of the mission theme and their work as uh, missionaries and their mission uh, agency. So you'll find that in the class uh, all week, and our strategy has always been for the past 10 years to... Uh, bring the Global Mission uh, Week to you where you are, chapel, class, the cafeteria. So there's about 30-plus mission agencies represented. Uh, they'll be located in the cafeteria. You can't miss them because when you walk over the cafeteria, they take up the whole foyer of the cafeteria. They take up a portion of the back of the cafeteria, um, you will have to sort of walk through their displays. And uh, I would just encourage you to hear the instruction from the book of Hebrews, chapter 13, where the author of Hebrews instructs Christians to be hospitable to strangers. So there is going to be a tendency to sort of have tunnel vision or put blinders and walk past these reps because I don't want to talk to you. I pray, that, I pray that's not your attitude, but that you'll be open to everything that the Lord has for you always and in particular next week. But I would ask you to be hospitable to our strangers, walk up to them, look them in the eye, shake their hand, thank them for being here. 
they're here really as auxiliary faculty. And when I uh, meet with them on Monday morning, I tell them that we've invited you here and we've allowed you to be part of our campus during this week so that you can help us fulfill our mission of educating students to serve Christ in the church, society, and the world. So they're coming here to teach. They're coming here to educate. And they're in the classes to be, as it were, auxiliary faculty member. So take the time to ask them about their mission, their work, what God is doing in the world, so that you can become more informed as a world Christian in what's taking place um, around the world. So greet them and be hospitable uh, to our guests next week. Well, besides the uh, chapels, besides the classes, we have some special events that we've planned for you. And the first one that's listed there is a documentary film called Human Flow. We talked about this a little bit last, in last year's Global Mission Week. The, uh, we're experiencing the greatest migration of humanity in all of human history. Um, and this film, just it's a, it's a year or so old, it's beautifully shot and to a certain degree tragically shot, but it's a very powerful witness and testimony to what's taking place all around the world in terms of uh, refugees and immigration. And if you haven't been paying attention to the news, our government has been shut down largely in part to an immigrant issue. So these issues are right on the table for us, and human flow is a wonderful depiction, very powerful depiction of what has been transpiring uh, in terms of the refugee crisis and migrant movements of people throughout the world. There will be a panel discussion, there'll be faculty, there'll be staff, there'll be students as part of a panel discussion, those who've had experiences of their own in this refugee uh, issue, and we'll have an open discussion about the film, and I think it'll be a very powerful uh, a powerful event for you if you come Tuesday night. Wednesday night, we have a worship and prayer. This is completely student-led, student-planned, student-run. Uh, there'll be a time for scripture, a time for praying for our, our uh, mission teams that are going out, a time for praying for the persecuted church around the world, time for praying for the MKs and the international students, and then the worship will be folded into the, uh, to the whole thing, and that is in the auxiliary dining room on Wednesday night. On Thursday, Isabel Lee, she has particular expertise in this refugee uh, matter, and so we've asked her to bring her expertise to us for a special lecture on Thursday afternoon at 12.50 in BL210. Uh, you want to take advantage when you have the chance to hear experts talk about their expertise. And um, I think that'll be a, a great addition to our week and also a kind of her own commentary on uh, the, the uh, documentary on Tuesday. And then Thursday night, it's a global feast. Pretty much what it, what it, what it is, uh, it's food. Food from around the world. Uh, in Heritage Hall. And typically what happens when people start eating together, they start talking, and we're hopefully, we hope that you have some great 
conversations. Hopefully, you'll talk about the things that you've heard and, and experienced during the global, the global Mission Week. And that is put on by the Student Missionary Fellowship. So we have reps and classes. We have uh, chapel time with uh, Isabel Lee. And then we have some special events we'd love for you to uh, take advantage of. And some concluding thoughts. I love this passage from 2 Corinthians 5. I think about it uh, quite often. Paul says, the love of Christ controls us. Having concluded this, that one died for all, therefore all died. And he died for all so that they who live might no longer live for themselves, but him who died and rose again on their behalf. Now, the testimony that you gave singing uh, earlier in the chapel was evidence that you believe that Christ died and rose again on your behalf and that there is no condemnation in Christ. So you've uh, testified to your faith in that. The consequence of that is that if you're a Christian, if you believe that, Paul tells us that we're now dead to self. So he instructs us here that we no longer live for ourselves. The act of faith is the complete turning away from ourself to serve Christ. So the questions I leave for you today is, are you living for yourself? Or are you living to serve the resurrected Christ? Are you living for him in the church, society, and the world? Our prayer is that the Global Mission Week will inspire you, will educate you, give you a vision for God's heart for the, for the world, his love for the world, and that you might be called in a greater way to live for him daily. There's a series of prayers that I, I love to read uh, every day. It's called a collection of prayers from the Valley of Vision. And I thought that today's prayer that I read would be a fitting conclusion to uh, the chapel today. It's a prayer to the Holy Spirit. And as we know, the flesh profits nothing, Jesus tells us, but it is the Spirit that gives power to serve Christ. And so this prayer is called Spiritus Sanctus, and I'd like to close with this. O Holy Spirit, as the sun is full of light, the ocean full of water, heaven full of glory, so may my heart be full of you. Vain are all divine purposes of love and the redemption wrought by Jesus except you work within. Regenerating by your power, giving me eyes to see Jesus, showing me the realities of the unseen world. Give me yourself without measure as an unimpaired fountain, as inexhaustible riches. I mourn my coldness, poverty, emptiness, imperfect vision, languid service, 
prayerless prayers, praiseless praises, allow me not to grieve or resist you. Come as power to expel every rebel lust, to reign supreme and keep me yours. Come as teacher, leading me into all truth, filling me with all understanding. Come as love, that I may adore the Father and love him as my all. Come as joy, to dwell in me, move in me, animate me. Come as light, illuminating the scripture, molding me in its laws. Come as sanctifier, body, soul, and spirit, wholly yours. Come as helper, with strength to bless and keep directing my every step. Come as beautifier, bringing order out of confusion, loveliness out of chaos. Magnify to me your glory. By being magnified in me, make me full of your fragrance. God bless you.